Welcome to the Microbial Secret Society, where David and I dive deep into the microbial realm and initiate you into the Microbial Secret Society. So enjoy our podcast. The first hour is always free, and the second hour is only available to members at microbialsecret.org. So thank you, and uh, let's begin. Aloha. This is Drake with the Microbial Secret Society. And this week, uh, coming to you with a solo episode. Um, here to maybe perhaps take the podcast in a different direction. I'm not exactly sure. I have a lot of opportunities out there. I got a lot of things that um, have been piquing my interest. And I'm definitely been doing a lot to get the microbial secret society into the the consciousness of the masses, getting uh, getting microbes out out into our community here in Hilo and the global global world. Uh, this year, I've been to Philippines. Just got back from Washington D.C. About to go to Korea again to learn about gelatinase, chitinase microbes. And um, just been pretty much plowing full speed towards the general acceptance and consciousness of microorganisms, biological farming, and in particular indigenous microorganisms, the, um, you know, the microbes that are right here around us all are by far the local, the native ones. Those those are the microbes that need our help the most. So um, that's that's what I'm trying to do here. That's what I aim to do with this podcast. Um, and that's what I aim to motivate you and anyone else who's listening to share and spread the message of biological regeneration so using life to regenerate life taking what is in our soil and amplifying it so that we can um, find you know find solutions to the pollutions that surround us in institutions and get reform to clean our systems up and that's you know politically the microorganisms are necessary societally ecologically all all of these different ways these microorganisms these bio solutions this nature mimicry is a way for us to um, you know, uh, heal, heal our planet, heal ourselves, heal our guts, heal, heal the world. So, um, I, I was just here watching, uh, Dan Kitteridge and he has a YouTube called Create Your Own Soil Inoculants at the Biological Farming Conference 2018. And, um, he was talking about Korean natural farming, KNF, and um, specifically indigenous microorganisms. 
or IMO. And he just had this great analogy of uh, that if you take a bunch of microbes or a bunch of a bunch of people and you just drop them off in Antarctica and say goodbye, you know they're they're pretty much gonna p pass away. But what you do in natural farming is you make a a, a Bokashi-like process, a two-stage process of activating the microbes and then or or, or pro propagating them and then activating them it's a two two-step process and um that propagation is like sending them to training camp and the activation is getting them ready um to to enter into this harsh environment so training them about you know the conditions if if it was this antarctica analogy it would be training the microorganisms for to enter into antarctica so you'd teach them about you know how to drink water from glaciers how to you know repel out of crevasses how to test for you know all 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 the things you would need to know to live there how to, how to you know bundle up with clothes all these things that you learn and you get better generation over after generation of training to be an antarctic explorer and terraformer that then when you're deployed there into the field you're you're that much more prepared and you have the gear you need which come in the form of biostimulants with the knf formulas and that you have the food that you need the medicine you need the cleansers you need the structures you need um, the minerals you need and all, all those things come from natural farming they make sense on every level whether you're talking about people or microorganisms colonizing these words are scalable and um, it's a good way to think of natural farming so i, I like his analogy here getting back to Dan Kitteridge and um, you know that, that's what the Korean natural farming processes are specifically about is this idea that you're going to train your microbes these indigenous microbes and um, it's, a, it's a metaphor that I, I need to take more to heart here re realizing that I could probably be training my body a bit more I, I used to be in top physical condition when I was a uh, younger uh, person. And uh, as my body's aged, I just have let it, I've favored this kind of stagnant, um, like, lifestyle. Thinking that, you know, if if I didn't sweat today, it was a good day versus where I'm super active doing push-ups or running or lifting or working in some way that there's a profuse amount of sweat made. And that is kind of a glorious type of feeling that I need to get back into the habit to have those, um, those endorphins released back into my body. And I think that, um, living living that way changing my values to be more active will lead to a healthier 
healthier lifestyle. And, um, you know, a, a lot of that for me relates to getting out into the garden more <clears throat> and um, getting getting into working this land where here on this land I have an opportunity with, uh, you know, about 20 acres or so to terraform into a productive natural farm and have been at it since roughly 2008 or so but to varying degrees and to you know various engagements of when I was you know uh, what what efforts I could put forward and where my energies were focused largely what I've been trying to do here on this land to kind of give you a basic little history lesson of like what I've been doing and where I've been going with natural farming is that here here on this land in Hawaii I've been trying to replicate what I saw in Korea when I traveled there in 2008 and uh, or it actually was 2009, and this was very early into Korean natural farming. It had only come to the Big Island maybe 2007, 2008, and uh, was largely at that point in, in barns and in garages. It wasn't, there was no organization. It was just friends, word of mouth, peer-to-peer, um, you know, a very... Um, homey type of secret society and that's that's when I learned that uh you know uh I was trying to get into dairy cows thinking that I was kind of a 2012er looking at the 2008 crash seeing inflation learning uh a lot about mind control at that point in time that's uh, I was realizing that today when I was looking at this um hermetic order or not or um uh thelemic order of the golden dawn thing today and i was like oh how you know i remember how did i get to this thread here today and it started from you know mind control a study back in 2000 you know 7 2008 learning about politics and running for office and then eventually stumbling upon natural farming through word, word of mouth and, and as I was saying like a garage type of thing where we were learning in barns and um, it went up went up to Ginger John's and learned learned with him uh, had uh, learned with Kim Chang about uh, some you know how, how to make uh, these microbes and I remember there was a time when uh, Master Cho came to the Big Island and there was maybe a small inner circle group of people, maybe a, a dozen or so folks that got called to go to a special um, kind of, um, what do you call it, like um, workshop almost, but in this back in this backyard up in Kaiviki and uh, I distinctly remember that session where 
it was it was like early natural farming and we went up and we learned about loess powder which is basically taking the dirt and uh, putting it into the um, the water and letting the loess powder kind of uh, dissolve so that um, when in it in it and it changes like usually you pick up the dirt and you you would just um, put it and, it and it would just form into kind of a mud paste but when you when you let it uh, in a shallow dish shallow wide dish like a big saucer pan or you can think like a 13 by 9 cake pan and you put the red kind of clayish dirt in there and then you let it um, you stir it around really well, let it dissolve, break it up. But then when you let it dry, instead of letting it dry in full sunlight, you dry it in the shade, in the shade, like under a tree in the, in the cool, dark, you know, 70% sunlight or 70% shade, maybe 30% sunlight. And you let it slowly evaporate. And what comes out is this really hard clay-like dirt that's completely transformed. It's almost like a, a brick now. And that, that recipe was taught to us and just a handful of people that were kind of these, I don't know, cho like chosen disciples up, up with uh, Cho. And um, he, yeah, he taught us about, you know, the loess powder and he said to rub it onto the palm trees there that had a bunch of moss growing on them. And because it's a kind of rainy area up in Kaiviki, Mauka, that he said that you could take care of that skin problem, no problem. And what it required was the indigenous microorganisms and the loess powder which then after you have that hard powder, you can grind it back up into like a loose stuff. And somehow it maintains the magnetism and mineral content. And then you paint that onto the tree and onto the moss. And with a kind of oatmeal or something to kind of stick it on there to the moss. And it remineralizes the tree and that skin disease or moss goes away. So... Yeah, that that was I I, I can re remember it so vividly. It's 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 amazing, and that was that was a course I you know like two thousand eight I think, where Master Cho was on the island, and uh, or maybe maybe it was after that. I I don't know. I I went I went to Korea, and um, and that's that's you know to to get back to how what I'm what I'm making with my farm. It was it was that trip where. Um, you know, this, this handful of people, these, these chosen people kind of, uh, awakened by Dr. Park were given an opportunity to go to Korea and, uh, and yeah, I, 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 that's, that's what, that's what I'm trying to replicate here in Hawaii. And it's just, it's just not the same in a, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I would say in Korea, 
you can kind of all all the farmers kind of have these uh, ton to three quarter ton pickup trucks, uh, cab over the engine kind of trucks, and um, they all are able to a- access the machinery that they need, the excavators, the the diesel, the tanks the irrigation supplies, everything that was, you know, kind of um, necessary for the the farming to happen. Where if you're if you're trying to do that same thing in Hawaii, where where I where I am, I am. I mean, I am trying to replicate what I saw in Korea here. It's just not the same. I there I don't have the access to machinery the same way. I I don't have the same um like you know water tanks. There's there's one place that maybe we one or two places that makes water tanks and in Korea, there's like, you know, just 50 or 60 of these guys, just, you know, the, the place is just tons and tons of material available. And subsequently, it's much more affordable. Whereas here, it's like special order, one-off items that I'm purchasing, pieces trying to put a farm together because farms here are so rare that it's it's like almost um it's 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 a different game and we don't have the same supply lines like i i'm lucky here on my farm where the one thing i have replicated really well across is the no smell pigs no flies no cleaning happy smiling pigs and the one way that I am able to do the pigs is because I do have uh, an industrial waste supply of papaya fruit coming here to my house. So I, I purchase every week a bin of papaya for $10. That's 800 pounds of papaya that is otherwise used to be a waste product, but now folks have uh, like understand the value of this and it now goes to feed animals island-wide and people line up to pick it up and this this is just a, a amazing fluke of, and exploitation that i feel like i'm taking advantage of at this point because having access to this fruit to 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 grow the pigs is the only way I'm able to do it. And but these three pigs eat 800 pounds of papaya a week. So each pig, 30 pounds a day, you know, maybe even a little more than that, sounds like, if, if it's 800 pounds. I'm also feeding the chickens from that 800 pounds. And raising about 40 chickens from this waste supply. But that that is the pigs and the chickens are the one thing that I'm really able to replicate. 
and uh, you know bringing this technology across the ocean of where most pig farms I visit around here you smell the pigs from quite a distance and even the other day my my pig I had him the cage set up so that he was on the the pathway the wood pathway and he started to stink it up so even even just a little bit of um you know uh, the system failing and the microbes not being active in the system can really do a lot to uh to ruin it quickly because it's it's really about the you know the beneficial microbes and the lack of moisture and the deep litter system that that works and and that technology that that we brought across and and that that's actually one of the other uh, bring brings me to one of the big parts of this story and that is Mike DuPont and hopefully I'll be able to do some interviews with this podcast and maybe that that direction I could head would be a little bit more um you know uh even even phone calls with folks and just uh you know, interviewing interesting people in the natural farming realm and uh, to fill this time with with great content for you. I mean, you know, it's really about you. That That's, that's um, you know, trying to spread the consciousness. It's not just like trying to fill time to fill time, trying to produce like a, a story, a really good avenue for people to <clears throat> connect and understand natural farming, the microorganisms, the secret society, these larger mystical concepts um and but yeah so coming back to mike dupont and um he was one of the instrumental people in getting me involved in natural farming like i was saying in the story that i was telling about how i got into this i was one of dairy cows and wanting to be this survivalist 2012 you know free got to have milk, cows, you know, I wanted to live a Babylonian way out of place in Hawaii, like, you know, milk and cereal, but produce my own. So I went to go see Mike DuPont to get a breed of cow. I was thinking some Dexter cows, some small little ones that I could milk on my own and uh, have, have a little breed. And um, he introduced me to the no-smell pigs. And he's been on, into swine for his whole his whole life. He is the UH CTAR livestock and Korean natural farming extension specialist for UH Manoa University of Hawaii Manoa, the um, in, which is a land grant agricultural college, and he is part of the CTAR College of Tropical Ag and Human Resources. Uh, extension agent and he is based in Gila, Hawaii and uh, he's been a crucial component to this so I, I met up with Mike and my dad up at the ag station above the zoo in Panaeva 
and um, met him at this picnic bench and Mike's kind of um, um, you know just a, a great guy to talk to he loves loves telling stories and he got to telling this story about how in 2005 this guy this Korean guy walked into his office and told him about no smell pigs and he threw him out of his office and the guy was like no I got this and he bought him a ticket to Korea Mike couldn't refuse he went witnessed this passed that legend on to me which he'll probably tell it better than I could again if I do get a chance to interview him but this knowledge of he went to Korea in 2005 saw the no smell pigs and they went to maybe a dozen, well, maybe half dozen pig operations and place after place. Again, like thousands of hogs operation and no smell, no cleaning, Korean natural farming, inoculated deep litter systems and success all over the, the Korean peninsula, which is a you know climate very similar to California or the Midwest where they get extreme cold and extreme heats. And um, Korea is a very harsh country. And so if this technology is working there, it would work all over in America, which is the vision that Mike DuPont had when he was there. And he set out to change the USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service, NRCS, rules to include this no-smell inoculated deep litter system as best practices and did the necessary science with the probes to understand that there's no pollution, there's no water runoff, there's no um, flies, no black house flies at least. There are some gnats in my system. And he found this research and wrote the right papers and got it published with the University of Florida, who gave him funding. And now this is approved in America. And the technology still hasn't crossed the ocean exactly. I know parts and people are doing some of this stuff around the United States. But it hasn't fully crossed the ocean in the way that thousands of pigs like I've seen in Korea which is again you know it's what I'm trying to replicate right I'm trying to build my farm into this um, you know thing where you can prove out these concepts and they work and you don't have to go to Korea to see them you can come here to Hawaii stay here at the Airbnb um, learn these concepts um, work on the farm a little bit um, and, you know, em embody these things so that y when you go home, it's like, okay, I, I, you know, at least I did it here in Hawaii. And if you really want to go see it, you know, go, go to Korea and arrange a trip. And, um, you know, you know, that I mean, this is the, because I, I can see this biological farming taking over um, the whole Midwest, all of America, uh, you know, Pacific Northwest, everywhere where people are growing hemp crops, 
They can use the no-smell pigs as a fertilizer indigenous microorganism compost generation center and or and use the the biostimulants and the you know the the root exudates um formula which which are the canna foods and use those on their crops and have amazing sugar-based biological farming which is ecologically friendly and yield friendly and wallet friendly and neighbor friendly and bring bring these bring this together in a way where what what we're sharing you know is 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 life it's 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 bringing this whole i i you know i can see it in my mind's eye right now of bringing the whole biosphere this ecological matrix net that underlies all of the earth to life and as we light up the mycelial consciousness and as we plug this in we become part of a bio symbiotic relationship where thriving and well that's it for our free episode so join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the Microbial Secret Society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.